Hello, I'm Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Luke 1, 22-23 says, And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. When the angel Gabriel had visited Zechariah and told him that his wife Elizabeth would have a child, Zechariah responded with doubt. And the consequence of that was being mute until the prophecy of his son's birth was fulfilled. But he still finished the time of his service in the temple. Zechariah could very easily have been so overcome by the consequence and wallowing in it I mean, he could have sought to go to the familiarity of home and the comfort of his own wife, but he chose to stay and complete his time of service to the Lord. He stayed to serve the God who had afflicted him. When we're afflicted, it's it's always one of three things. It's either a consequence of our own sin, it's a casualty of someone else's sin, or it's not any kind of consequence of sin, but rather being done to bring God glory. And just as it was with um, the blind man who was born that we read about in John 9, verses 2 and 3, it says, And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, It is not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Now, our response matters. So regardless of the reason of our affliction, Our response matters because it reveals our hearts in the response. Now, while we would actually understand and probably sympathize with Zechariah if he wanted to go home after becoming mute, it would have revealed a heart more concerned with his own feelings rather than his commitment of serving to the Lord. It took a heart of repentance and humility to continue his time of service after God had afflicted him in his unbelief. He was not only accepting of his consequence, but he pressed into the Lord when he was afflicted instead of running from him. This is such a beautiful heart and one to learn an example from. After Zechariah had gone home, he still had months of waiting for the birth of his son But now his faith wouldn't falter when the prophecy came about. Once his son uh, was born, he was adamant that he would be called John, or John the Baptist as we know him, right? And he wrote down, his name is John, as people were, you know, wondering, why would we call him John? That's not a family name, but he was adamant about it. His name is John. He had learned in those months of not being able to talk to embrace God's word fully. And I can't help but believe that his relationship with Almighty God was now closer than even before when he was physically in the temple. And this was because of the affliction that he had faced. So what is your response? What afflictions are you facing? 
Will you sit before God and take that time to press into him during this affliction? And will you resolve to continue to serve God through this affliction? If your affliction is God disciplining your sin, rejoice still because you're a child of God and that is proving it. If you're afflicted is a casualty of someone else's sin, you can still rejoice because God's with you and he is using it for your good. If your affliction has no apparent cause, you can still rejoice because you have the opportunity to bring God glory through your suffering. But regardless of the cause, press deeper into your Savior than the depth of your affliction. And I promise you, the fruit that's produced will be so sweet. And I have one final thought. So once John the Baptist had been born, the first words out of Zechariah's mouth after his mouth was open was blessings and prophecy as he was just filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to leave you with his beautiful prophetic words of worship and blessings to our great and mighty God because they are just so encouraging, especially when keeping in mind that he had been mute for the whole term of his wife's pregnancy. In Luke 1, 67 through 79, it says, And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written music, visit crystalcravenmusic.com, and that's crystal with a K.